The gang tries to keep a straight face while saying the word cudgel this week on The Hapless Heroes. Just eat the plot before anybody can read it. Quick, how'd it go? Hello and welcome back to the Hapless Heroes podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and dungeon master for this week. We are going to start this week the same way we start every single other week. Well, it could go either way, but this week it's going to go to my right with Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. I have a plan. To his right we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. I hope I can kill undead like him. To his right, we have Phil as Hedrick, the Entertainer. Do I know this guy? To his right, we have Zach as Pregnart. I'm hungry, I'll eat them more sausage. To his right, we have Mike as Lord and Captain, Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. And to his right, we have James as Hoblet, the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. And uh, Nicole is unable to be with us this week for personal reasons. Uh, we hope she returns soon. Uh, we expect it will be in the very, very near future. It will be missed. But she's given us her blessing to continue, so um, we'll, do so, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we treat Boris kindly. Here, Boris, have a bite. Have a bite of chorizos. Uh, still warm. Uh, carcass. <laughs> yes and uh boris is silently with the party um conveniently snacking in any scenes where the camera would be on her and 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 hiding no one can see her oh no, no we'll, we'll get to the hiding the hiding will happen soon enough oh fair enough well this sounds like a real sausage party oh god <laughs> I've actually been waiting for that comment to be made. <laughs> it's been literally like for us months. Yeah, it's it's right there at this perfect some something like a, at least a triple entendre. <laughs> like we're encompassing a lot of things with this sausage party here. It's it's we're, we're casing the yeah. joint. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Too much. No. <laughs> no. Dave, bring us to a fucking recap. Uh, just to recap, the party has fought their way through a celestial battlefield that they found themselves very abruptly thrust into after uh, fighting off a wave of grave titans and the sheer presence of Jarrell and his uh, sort of justice literally obliterating hordes of undead at the range of what was it? 30 meters. You said 120 100. feet yeah. initially. And then as 120 like, you feet, know, which yeah is 40 meters. Okay. Yeah. Or 40, and then, 40 I mean, you said it, you said it did started to shrink a little bit after he was like, you know, injured and stuff like yeah. that. But yes, it was it, it, at a considerable distance. Let's say yes. about, 80 to 100 feet, the hordes of undead are still being obliterated. After encountering a wave of grave titans that would have been probably just a little too much for our intrepid heroes to handle on their own, they were obliterated by, and you now stand in the presence of, in a uh, sudden calm pocket of this still raging battlefield with a large and very striking figure in full plate mail. He still shines with a radiant blue glow. That, radiant blue glow. Yes. With, um, Is that another joke yeah. that I don't get. 
No, the joke is that yeah. you don't get it, and that's yeah. why we keep doing it. <laughs> I don't he is a striking figure at something like eight feet tall and relatively gigantic, hugely muscular, and with a very pronounced jawline that's somewhere between Bruce Campbell and sexy Squidward. And, grew a foot since last week. and the blue glow does not help. He stands there, a figurative Giga Chad in the middle of this battlefield. <laughs> wow. That's quite the term. Is he is he wielding a cudgel? He is wielding a weapon that in anybody else's hands would be a little more like a telephone pole, but <laughs> yeah, is yeah, somewhat cudgel-like. Yeah, well, because you, you did say last episode this was St. Cuthbert the cudgel standing before us, so yes, I just uh, yeah. I wanted to make sure that obviously he was wielding his yeah. massive cudgel. Yes, and, and, you one said, would... and you said he was seven feet tall. Okay, well, he's now one large. Yeah. He, he must have he's one now eight large feet cudgel. tall, and all nine feet of him uh, casts a striking <laughs> profile in the middle of the battlefield. From ten so, feet above you, a voice booms. So, what brings you to this neck of the woods? Uh, Jarrell. Yeah. He is both smarmy and glib. Is he also getting like firmer as he's growing taller? <laughs> I think his grip on his cudgel is much firmer. <laughs> you know, it's inconsistencies like this that are really going to cost us listeners. <laughs> no, 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 no if I go up one foot every time jokes. I say it, it's perfectly consistent. <laughs> but no... I think we should probably settle on something. Otherwise, we're not even getting in the gates by the time we get to Arachnor. Uh Jarrell will respond. Yeah. Lady Valen has tasked me with uh, ascending, and I feel like I must be close now. Yes, Lady Valen has uh, tasked me with seeing that uh, you make it at least this last little bit of the way. It seems it's a little hazardous out here. Apparently so. Well, come then, sally forth. Pregnant, make sure to bring the sausage. I have him. He's getting smaller by the minute. <laughs> I imagine we look back and there's more bites taken out of him. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and none of them are in the same place. It's like the top, the bottom, each of the sides. <laughs> very, they're, they're very visible bite marks. Now, hold on. Um, I, I have to ask. Regarding the sauce, the gigantic 45 pound sausage, or well, I guess less than 45 pounds. Yeah, now. it's probably like 25 pounds. Um, and we'll we, even 30. We were embroiled in battle. How pristine does the sausage still look? Or it's is well, it filled it with is, like. It, it was well embroiled on the way here. It was well embroiled on the way here, is what. Okay, okay. That's. That's about all I need to know. We can kind of make up our minds from there as far as what the quality current quality of this sausage is. Bernard sort of like picks off like a hair clump and like a dirt clod. <laughs> like, it, it's still good. Eat the oh, exact the, spot where the dirt clump was. <laughs> See, it's good. Yum. That's just more flavor. Well, Bernard's got a pretty wide mouth as well. His chew marks are going to be much larger than a, a human bite. You know? Like chops. Also, also very sophisticated palate. <laughs> With a tongue like that. St. <laughs> Cuthbert the Cudgel begins to stride forward uphill as uh, as he leads the way, not even looking back to see if anyone is following him. Oh, we're following. Yeah, we're following. This is yeah. we can know we we know how to walk and talk. Shit. <laughs> Walk in. His talk pace in. is unrelenting, and you're going to have to jog to keep up with him. Jarrell, am I still on your shoulders? 
Um, I don't know if you still were at this point, but if if they're getting ahead of us, yeah, I'm picking you up. Thank you. You also have an omni bomb, don't you? Where did you throw that? Uh, yep. No, I held on to that one. That is definitely being saved for a future plan. I don't think you can shop put them like I do, though. <laughs> I now but... back. Probably, yeah. Yeah. No one wants to put me on their shoulders, so I understand. I wouldn't want to put me on their shoulders either. You you still weigh as much as a regular human. You're just compacted down. So it's like carrying a 300-pound guy, you know, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. encumbered. <laughs> yeah, hard pass. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and is that with or without the armor? Right. Right. <laughs> the full plate armor. And equipment. And Trixie. So... I'm assuming I'm running at the back here. It's a safe there, there is there's a little bit of that. Saint Cuthbert seems unmoved by the plight of anyone around him, friend or foe. He's a little single-minded like that. He's not even like taking a moment to chat or like you know he's not like talking to us. He's just he's just leading us. Yeah, uh, yeah. I also um, give me one second here. I would say at least. Like, Hedrick is out of the loop. He wants to know who this guy is. So if he can try to catch up or at least, like, shout at him to, like, at least introduce himself. Well, hey there, big guys. Sure appreciate the escort. Uh, Hedrick, here at your service. Ah, companion of Lord Jarrell. How fare thee this day? Well, you know, uh, yeah, better. But uh, that sausage is just keeping me through. It smells great. Ah, is that cured meat I smell? It's something. <laughs> it's like a callback to like two episodes and three episodes ago. It's getting out of hand. I'm getting deja vu. I do certainly <laughs> smell what the frog is cooking. <laughs> but, uh, I'm sorry. What? What else? What did? What did you ask uh, him? No, no. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. That's, that's perfect. For, that was a perfect moment for me. I was about to interject. Uh, cool. Okay, go cool. Good talk. Go team. Uh, listen. Uh, I. Actually, I don't even know Felix. If Felix would know who Saint Cuthbert was, he was probably described to him in the tales they were, but he was not present for that adventure. So, uh, might if we get your name, uh, new friend and ally of 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 us party here? Didn't he introduce himself when he arrived in front of us? No, no, no just no. Dave, Dave had narrated that that's who it was, but there was oh, no proper yeah. introduction. I want to facilitate that so that I can, you know, get on the on the good side early. Right. I'm a little surprised Javrel wouldn't introduce him to the rest of the people. I mean, maybe I'm not that surprised, but no. Well, Javrel, the majority of you were with him, so if Javrel knew who he was, he thought maybe you guys would remember. Except for Felix, he wasn't there. There was Felix there. I can't remember Felix. No, was I was not. I was. I, I DM'd that. Uh, I DM'd that episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And Hedrick never made it. The y'all were on the way to the Portent of Unbridled yeah, Light. It was the first time we we left Hedrick behind. Yeah. When Phil was just yeah. there. <laughs> so this is really this. very little had been brought up about Saint Cuthbert, and I'm not sure because he was a minor deity. He wasn't one of the uh, main. Uh, pantheon of uh of Tal'Doria no. the first he was place. part of the minor pantheon um and also I do want to say I'm just gonna now I'm gonna air this out and I'm just gonna say it once and then I'm gonna let it go forever okay because I've been wanting to say this for years now that episode with the cudgel I had written so much plot for <laughs> the cudgel for the NPCs that were assisting you for all of them. You guys <laughs> focused on one word of a person's name for like an episode and a half. 
and then never even bothered to inquire about anything at all. <laughs> Just wear the horses. Was, Let's go. <laughs> and that was the day that I stopped writing for the show. Just, no, 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 don't, it's not a bad thing. And just started improving the whole time. And just making bullet points of like things I want to make sure I mention at yeah. some point. Because y'all yeah. broke me. That's you it. Can write, you can write all the letters you want. That doesn't mean I'm not going to throw it in the fire. I said it. I put it out there into the world. I'm letting it go now. Just going to let it sit there in this moment in time, preserved in this episode. That just eat the plot before anybody can read it. Quick, how'd it go? <laughs> it's just I just wanted to say it. You can take take it however you want, really. It doesn't matter. It's been years. That's like water under the bridge, my friends. But just, I, I remember just you were you were particularly livid that night, so that makes sense. So like I said, so no, it's okay. But like I, like I said, I just wanted to put that out there. We can go ahead and cut back into the show because I'm just gonna keep some part of that discussion because I want the audience to know my pain. Uh, and yeah, Dave, please continue to tell us all the wonderful, amazing things about St. Cuthbert the Cudgel. I brought justice to the realms, and later I brought justice to the heavens. And then his face kind of looks a little panicked and scared for the briefest second until it comes back into razor sharp focus. And now I bring justice to the enemies of Lady Valen. Well, we had a distinct pleasure uh, speaking with her not too long ago, actually. She came to the forum of the one Shalandria. And boy, I gotta tell you, I was I was taken right at the first moment I saw her. I mean, everything that I've seen that Jabrell has told me, you people are just incredible. And I just cannot wait to see uh, what's up here in this fortress. I have never heard of this Shalandria. But if she has the favor of Lady Valen, she must be righteous indeed. Oh, indeed. And Mika, this is like, no, I, I, I'm not one to judge because Felix does this all the time too. But this hand gesture here, you know, me just like circling my fist around my nose. Uh, you, know, you know what that means? Do you yes. know what that stands for? Yeah. <laughs> Brown noser. Kiss ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, coming from the Felix, Felix actor. I know, which is literally my play every single time. He just beat me to it. Mm-hmm. Hedrick knows, uh, you know, the importance of connections. Low-key Felix is a little jealous you got to it first. Well, uh, good, good sir. Uh, I mean, we must be getting close. Uh, how long have you been fighting? How long has this battle been going on? I've been fighting my entire life to bring justice. I should have been more specific. Uh, I mean, like this particular battle, you know, over heaven. And like Felix, like like gestures like widely to like everything around, you know, us. <laughs> By whose frame of reference? Uh, that's a great question. Let's go with... Linear time. (laughs) (laughs) In the afterlife, time flows in a Jeremy Baramy. If anyone has not seen The Good Place, you guys need to just, yeah, check that out. Anyways, uh, no, normal, like, linear, telduria, like, prime material, plain time. Prime time. Prime time. In the time of the temp- prime material plane, and he's, it looks like the gears are grinding against each other as he's got this thousand yard stare above the horizon while still running blindly forward. I was going to ask, does he slow his pace down so we can catch up Not a little bit? Not even a little bit. <laughs> In fact, he shoulder checks a tree absently. The tree is obliterated. My goodness. Now, is this still like a rocky road or terrain, or like a mountain, just straight up mountain trees? You're and going rocks? you're going uphill. Most of the trees here have been pretty well destroyed. Even this one had no foliage on it was just, you know, a pole sticking up out of the ground. 
something that, you know, if maybe refined ever so slightly could pass as the cudgel. But, no. Clearly the cudgel that this St. Cuthbert uses is made of stronger stuff. Well, and just like the blinding light of these these auras that are traveling with us, and I don't know if the uh, spirit guardians are still out, like the hounds or the turtles or anything that are. <laughs> like, <laughs> hopeless for snappy turtles. Ghost turtles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know what the time on those kind of spells I is. I think it's You've like ten running. minutes. You guys yeah. have been running for a little bit, so let's say they wore off a few minutes ago. There is, by the way, looming, turtles are gone. Yeah, looming far, far in the distance, there is a distant mountain range ahead of you. Okay. Spreading from left to right as far as you can see in either direction. So it's almost like, you know, not knowing a ton about the heavens, right? I mean, Felix might have read a thing or two, but it's almost as if like this layer, right? Or this plane of heaven is sort of acting as like right now, the barrier to all of the ones below it, where people are still living their eternal heaven lives. You know what I mean? Because like ever, everywhere else in heaven we've been so far has been rather pleasant. Yeah. And peaceful. And then we get to this layer, and it's just like all-out war between good and evil. That is a possible explanation. I mean, I can't tell you one way or another. Or that's you know. I guess Felix is just thinking out loud. Like, yeah, you're thinking you know, out loud at the universe here. Right. Well, excuse me. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Uh, St. Cuthbert. Our friend here, Jarrell, is on a quest of ascension. Yes. How, how exactly uh, did you ascend? Because from what I can read, he's practically your protege. I... And his thousand-yard stare gets even more thousand-yard starey. His eyes are just really blank now. <laughs> the, the, the queue of questions is backed up right now. If you pay attention, he's veering ever so slightly to the left as he strides now. Very much like Jara. We need to stop asking this guy questions because I feel like he might lead us to the wrong place soon enough. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. You can disregard my question. It's fine. We don't. I don't need to know how long this is going on. We can ask Phelan herself. It's fine. It's fine. Just lead us where we need to go. But you're doing a great job. He he continues on dazed for a little bit before kind of. Oh, oh. oh there! I see. We must be running. We yes, we have been running. Uh, we've been running after you. You've yes, been leading us yes. to Vinland. You have, and I have. Yes. 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 Is this a... Was this a question? Was it? Why are you asking... No, no, you, you, you answered my question with a question. That's not how the question... That's not how uh, questions work. Jarrell's becoming Isn't... a little concerned. <laughs> and will say and do his helmet. Uh, Lady Valen, uh... Sir Cuthbert is leading us, I hope, hopefully in your direction. Are we headed the right way? Yes, and I will speak to you when you get here. We're just a little occupied at the moment, but keep following the blue man and everything will be explained. I hope. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, uno, hey, can, can uno momento. Uh, it seems, seems like he can't remember shit. Didn't we experience this with that Dr. Hines? With the, the, like, time just got all messed up for him and... Like, he was very short-term on everything. Yeah, it seems like time has been fucking with a lot of things here in, in the fact that we literally can't even just ask about, like, time in general. I, I just, you know what? This whole concept of time has really got me, uh... It's really just clocked my head in, you know? Oh, yes. I remember you asked about time. In Tavdurian prime time, 35 seconds. Oh, right. Um, okay. Never mind. I'm, thanks for the uh, thanks. Thanks for doing the math. What was the question? Yes. Here, about twenty-five years. 
Oh, okay, that's helpful. Holy shit, though. Okay, so I'm just gonna like look at the group being like, you know, maybe like you, you always just give me the guys like, okay, like okay, obviously we know now just how much slower time is passing back home while we're up here. It's like relatively speaking. It's like living in slow motion. Yeah, kinda. Except everything's happening really fast right now. So anyways, uh, yeah, lead on, Mr. St. Ah, what I do best, I lead for justice. Oh, my God. Uh, Charles having premonitions of the future in this man, for sure. Uh, Um, He's definitely, like, enraptured in his power and, like, his confidence, um... I don't know if Jarl would know, yeah. would be intelligent enough to pick up on the, <laughs> so, the uh, overall okay. meathead vibes I'm getting from this yeah. guy. I was going to say, Felix, Felix is going to lean over to Hedrick and just kind of whisper like, oh my gods, there's two of them. You're still riding on Jarl's shoulders. I think. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I leaned down to Hedrick and whispered to him. Yeah, well, uh, you know, double your pleasure, double your fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> this seems like we're on track. Certainly one way to look at it, Hedrick. I appreciate the optimism. Regnart, you you need a lift? Nah, I'm good. I can eat more sausage from down here. Fair Besides, enough, man. Despite being many feet shorter than St. Cuthbert, his legs are probably about as long as St. Cuthbert's. They're like most of his body. Yeah, that's very true. I still hear the uh, the mouth heart. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's bounding with the sausage and just chopping into it. Oh, <laughs> oh, really be better on having that out every week. Knowing you're going to be doing some hopping. I'll bust it out in the, in the near future. Please go on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The audience can fill it in in their heads by now. It is understood that that is the uh, soundtrack of this little uh, running escapade as it uh, goes on up the hill. Perfect. There are some some more grave titans off in the distance, but they begin to start veering off towards their right, your left, as they uh, see St. Cuthbert barreling down upon them and know that uh, they're better used elsewhere. Yikes. To his credit, St. Cuthbert does not pursue and leads you in a pretty straight distance toward this mountain range that looms off in the distance, although growing ever so slightly. I don't want to ask the guy any more questions just in case he veers off course again. Jarrell. Don't worry, don't worry. I'll, I'll lighten the mood with a joke. Hey, Captain. You know what they call a deer that doesn't have any eyes? Oh, boy. What? No idea. You know what they call a deer with <laughs> no legs? It doesn't have any eyes? No Still leg no, deer with no eyes. Still no idea. Shut up. I hate that I laughed at that. <laughs> oh, my God. You know the, the best way to pick up a country girl? A tractor. They're getting worse. Boo this man! Boo! <laughs> no, yay. <laughs> Bar jokes, am I right? Well, he is from the College of Humor, are you not, Hedrick? <laughs> no, I'm actually um, satire. Oh, satire, right. That's, yeah, I'm, that's suppo- I'm supposed to be a gesture, or a jester, you know? like Except uh, you're also a phenomenal musician and on top of that. Well, yeah, you do parodies of songs that exist in different realms of existence. Mm-hmm. Yes. I call that satire. Like that great bard, Strange Albert. <laughs> Yes. 
Yes. Of course. Just exactly. just like exactly like him. He and his luxuriant mane have been the court musician for Lady Valen for a generation now. Oh, that's wonderful. That sounds quite lovely. Uh, you know, I, I don't assume we're going to hear any of those tunes, you know, see just how we are in the middle of a heavenly battle, but uh, that's really cool. No, no, no. Even the gods are afraid of DMCA. <laughs> Go ahead and repair that fourth wall back again and... Anyways, are we getting closer? (laughs) And actually, yes, as you kind of notice now, the next time you look, the mountain ranges have gotten even higher. It's either you're moving at like the speed of sound or the mountains aren't quite to the scale that you thought they were. Oh, yeah, I'm moving at 25 feet. That's how I'm moving. You know, you're dashing, bud. You can go 50 feet. Sure. I am lagging at the back and sucking fucking wind. I'm not asking <laughs> questions. I'm just trying not to die out here. I'm one of the smallest things on this battlefield. Um, not not to fall behind the 100 diameter. Well, yeah, I'm carrying you're, you're you. On somebody's, listen, you're on somebody's shoulders. Yeah, I am. The frog is running with his long legs. And I'm skimping along here at the back. <gasps> hey, listen. Now, at least you... to say... Cuthbert is running. He's just striding quite confidently. So you just have to, you know, you have to put a pretty pretty good move on to keep up. Nothing oh, that yeah. you can't do. Just it, We're moving. Sucks. That's for sure. My short little legs are fucking chucking. Hey, at least you got to taste for a full minute what it felt like to be fast. Yeah, oh, it was glorious. Oh, Hoblet, I mean, if... I don't, I don't know if I could pose an inquiry have, have you ever have you ever questioned what it would be like to fly of course but we're headed to battle I've got to save my magic for the enemy well I'm oh. just saying I believe in you and I believe you can fly uh, I would make that happen if, if you wish it to be. No. I don't want you well, to I'll fly. Keep that one in your pocket for when we get into a fight again, though, and we make Hoblet fly towards the enemy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unless you really want to sing. I have no song prepared. It was simply oh, the gimmick of sure a fl- you don't. flying Hoblet. <laughs> sure you don't. Right. I was like, he's no, setting think, himself up. I, I, I feel, feel like it. we could get... Coming. We could get great mileage out of R. Kelly references just a little later, maybe. Gross. Too soon. So this entertaining co- you know, conversation while we are running up this mountainside. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And now the mountains are actually looming quite far overhead. And you can see that instead of a looming mountain range, it actually is the f- a fortress. Not, you know, mountain height, not thousands of feet above you, but only about... 250, 300 feet high of a sheer basalt wall that uh, has some roughly cut windows in it every now and again. Those, you know, really narrow arrow slot kind of things. They've got a name, and I'm sure it's a great one, and I can't fucking remember it right now, so y'all just have to bear with me. Those arrow slot windows on the front of castles, and if you don't know what that is, I will put Google. But, uh, yeah, and now maybe about 500 feet ahead of you is like a drawbridge type of door. Go ahead. They're actually literally called arrow slits. Well, that's anticlimactic. Yeah. I was certain there'd be some really kick-ass French name or something to the damn things. Ah, arrow slits. Arrow slit. Damn it. Sorry. Yeah, these things happen. So Sorry to disappoint you with the, the, the name. I, I know. <laughs> reality just isn't doing it for me, apparently, today. But it's okay, because you don't have reality. You have a gigantic fantasy fortress about 500 yards ahead of you with uh, basalt walls, you know, two, 300 feet high in uh, what would be a cliff or mountain face, except that 
you were way closer to it than you thought you were. Has the battle made its way here as well? Oh yes, the battle continues to rage. Okay. So like I'm like stuff overhead around us. Like yeah. we are we we're, we're oh, literally yeah. just like we're literally just like burning a path towards this essentially. Yes. You're yeah. burning a path towards it. Some of the bigger things know to get out of giant angry blue man's way. And it's just you, it, it also amazes me to the levels of which we can maintain casual conversation with each other as a party while literally like <laughs> things are exploding around us. <laughs> it was the like sort the, of thing, you know, that I was hoping would be conveyed to the audience that, yes, yeah. at this point, the cool guys don't look at the explosions of corpses around them. The beginning of Jackass. Is the uh, drawbridge lowered? The drawbridge is not yet lowered. But as you guys get maybe about, you know, another hundred yards ahead, lowerest than thy bridge. <laughs> Thank you. That's quality <laughs> content, folks. It's amazing. Sound effects from whatever Zach has next to him in his room. Let's go. <laughs> and the party zooms on ahead towards a bridge that is lowering while um, while St. Cuthbert is oblivious to what could have possibly been his own embarrassment but wasn't and uh, then the party does approach the drawbridge which is now lowered to uh, reveal a door a good 15 feet high of uh, stout banded oak. Dwarven runes scrawled onto the door on either side. What do they say? Wipe your feet! (laughs) The runes have the accent, too. Yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Perhaps we should uh, make sure our feet are clean, crew. It appears as though we've got a tidy place we're entering. Go ahead and press the digitation. Uh, yeah, I, be- use pre- I, I, I use digitation to clean my feet. Just your feet? <laughs> right. Not everybody's. Yeah. Just yours. I'm responsible for my own stuff here, boys. <laughs> Does anyone ask me to clean their feet? No, I and team. Yeah, no. You know what? No. Hobbit's just going to wipe his feet off on a rag or something. Good job. You're an adult. You know how to wipe your feet. I'm not even sure there's anything Pregnar can do. (laughs) Um, I'm shaping. I can shape water around my feet and make it. Give yourself little water boots. Little water boots. I'm not so concerned. No, no, just to clean. Just to clean. Oh, like a scrubby scrub. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so concerned about the captain and myself. I know we always keep a sharp look. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he pulls from one of his his uh, pockets inside his his coat two like immaculate shoes that he replaces his boots with. Out of the comforter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Out of the comforter jacket, like just. Whatever the fuck this is that you're wearing. He, I mean, like, he carries with him, like, clothes that, that make him look good. So we get it. Yeah, we that's get That's what it. he's got. Yes, he's got and wh- while that... all this is happening, uh, St. Cuthbert says, The dwarf speaks true. The revered mother definitely keeps a clean house. It's well that you tidy up. Wait, did, did we make it through the drawbridge? You've made it to the drawbridge and to the uh, banded oak doors that are there. Okay. You are now cleaning them. Cleaning your feet. Yeah, Pregnar's feet are real clean. Like, he's uncomfortable with the amount of cleanliness going on in his feet area. There's some clean feet happening right now. So, yeah, we're ready to enter. Feet are clean, and uh, St. Cuthbert bangs on the door three times. Bang, bang, bang. Or replace with a good sound effect. Oh, whatever, it's fine. And you know the door opens, and you enter into what is apparently darkness. 
for several seconds <laughs> until you guys adjust. Hold on a second, Dave. Hold on a second. No. My uh, character, I think, has 60 feet of dark vision. Oh, really? So do I. Yes, uh, and in a few seconds, your eyes adjust properly. I, I also have dark vision. You do. So Mike can Wait, see So too. you have dark vision. Too, yeah. So Hoblet has dark vision and Quinn has yeah. dark vision. That's yeah, good to yeah. know. I've got a question. 60 feet. Yes. yes. It's at the bottom does, of your character sheet. Does the, drawbridge, uh, <laughs> does the drawbridge go back up? Not immediately. It will once everybody's in. So who's is not is everybody in? Is everybody did everybody make it yeah. across not, the drawbridge? And now I'm let's in. say, you know, give it a second or two for everybody to get in, the door closes, and you hear the clank 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 of the chains. And and three of us are <laughs> There it is. Those are good, yeah, good sounding chains. <laughs> I wonder what they Very use smooth. to grease them. Right. <laughs> They are quite well lubricated. <laughs> like when you have Wait, a large cudgel entering every now and again, you need to make sure everything is lubed up nice and good. You're supposed to maintain the integrity of St. Cuthbert. I'm a grown-ass DM. I do what I want. That's, yeah. So now that I can see 60 feet, what can I see? Hey, there are three yes. of us in, in dark vision meeting right now. Yes, three of you are um, in a dark vision meeting that lasts. You, you're one of them? Yeah, and I have 120 feet. Thank you. That's oh, nice. So Fran, yeah, he can see further. I have super special dark vision. Okay, that's good. So does anybody else have dark vision that they need to mention? I already mentioned that I have it. Oh, okay, you do that's too? four. Okay, yeah, four yeah. of us. I forgot if Jared or not. Four people with dark vision. See, we didn't need St. Cuthbert. He could have just tormented me with dark vision this whole time. Right. I mean, we've, we've been doing that to each other for literally five years, so. Yeah. I mean, Pregnard is like warming up his shocking grasp just uh, idly to like sort of make, uh, make, it can make be a light. torch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Sort of twiddling his fingers around. There's little static lightning energy traveling between his fingers. That's cool. Yes. And after you guys are in this room for maybe just even a couple of seconds, everyone's eyes, dark vision in, enhanced or not, adjust to the slightly dimmer light, but easy enough to see through. A vast stone hallway, uh, extends far off into the distance three four hundred feet back the room has got to be about 200 feet wide with high buttressed ceilings about 50 feet up there are torches that line the far walls on uh, both the left and right every maybe 10 feet or so they light the room reasonably enough that you won't go tripping over yourselves but it's not what one would consider bright in here your dark vision maybe helps a little bit but not enough to really get the job done. There's piles of equipment on the floor, some of it reclaimed from the battlefield, some of it uh, neatly stacked up, even in some crates here and there. It looks like the place is definitely shaken a bit, maybe getting hit by a few, uh, you know, siege stones or something, with debris having shaken down from the ceiling, dust and other small piles of rock. It doesn't look like anything's really collapsed per se, but, you know, this place has taken a bit of a beating. This hallway has definitely been used as a place where uh, forces go both in and out to uh, A couple cudgels have been down this hallway, eh? Yes. Yes, this this hallway has been well-traveled by a large cudgel. <laughs> awesome. It's a dusty hallway. <laughs> Well-worn dusty cudgel it's been it's shaken cudgel. oh cudgel hole there. yep the, all of those things have happened but now what has happened is your party has entered this great hallway it extends off somewhat into the distance 
St. Cuthbert takes off his helmet, letting uh, flowing blonde locks uh, stream behind him. Is he still glowing blue, though? Oh, yeah, I was yeah, say, it's yeah. blue as hell. So he's like Smurfette, basically. He's is, disturbingly like sexy Squidward. Is, oh, okay. He's like sexy Squidward doing Smurfette cosplay. Yeah. Is everything blue for him? Dabudi, Dabudai. So, um... Something that has been noticed is that uh, Boris entered the building with everybody else. She was still snacking on possibly a piece of sausage or something. Just, you know, there's plenty of sausage to be snacked on. Maybe another at least 10 pounds left, right? At least. Yeah. You've eaten 30 pounds of sausage since we started this? <laughs> That's yeah. impressive. The growing frog. Pregnar can really My put it away. Goodness. Okay. Yep. Anyways, so Boris, Boris is still. You said Boris has entered the building. Uh, yes, you definitely noticed that Boris entered the building with the rest of you. Okay. Still in a non-speaking role. Yes. Okay. Cool. Ah, it's so good to be home. Yeah, I, I wish, I guess, we were coming here on better circumstances, you know, without the, the whole battle out there and whatnot. Uh, so, I guess what happens now? Lead us to Valen. Ah, I was wondering when you'd ask. Follow <laughs> along. This is a guy who's not really taking much initiative of his own. He's not too bright. No. Hoblet's going to mutter under his breath. Right. I thought that was the whole point of this. Yeah, that, 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 you are, you are right, Hoblet. I, I'm off of, by the, by the way, we've walked in here. I am, I, and like I said, I clean my feet and all that stuff. Like, I am no longer on Jarrell's shoulders. I'm now walking on my own. Just want to clear yes. that up. Even, even St. Cuthbert is walking at a more respectful pace now that he's indoors. No running in the halls. No. Felix, are you still like just changeling because you're in the like astral realms, or are you oh, no, back no, to? I, I am. No, I I stopped astral projecting a long time ago when Hoblet fetched me from the Materia plane. Well, just making sure you you weren't looking like Paradil. You're just looking like regular Felix now. I switched back to Felix a while back. Yes. So yes, I look like Felix's gnome version of himself that he typically presents himself as. All right. So as you proceed down this great hallway, uh, it maybe goes in. Jeez. It feels like almost a quarter mile at this point. Wow. This, uh, this, fortress, yeah. <laughs> this fortress is whole new kinds of vast. Before uh, coming to a T intersection where there is a set of doors leading off to the left, double doors, maybe about eight feet high, with um, a symbol above them, two silver interlocking rings. Kind of like an infinity symbol, but it's clearly two rings just interlocked, like Olympic rings, but just two. Yeah. Okay. The left. Yes. Off to the right is a golden crown above a door, and uh, St. Cuthbert opens those doors to the right and says, follow along. Yep. Keep leading the way, bud. We're we're with you. Yep. Things continue along for not terribly far. Um, you do go down several flights of stairs. Okay. Make a left here, a right there. It gets a little confusing, but not too terrible before you're led into what appears to be something of a makeshift command center. Um, a room that may have been a throne room even at one point. There seemed to be some tapestries along the back wall, definitely in uh, the panoply of uh, Valen. Um, some slightly torn, uh, you know, hanging a little askance. Uh, there's also a large table in the middle of the room with a map in the middle of it. Um, 
I, can I can we see the map from here? Like, I'm kind of curious, like, what it's depicting. Like, you know, yeah. what is it a map of? Well, from just entering the room, all you can see is that it's a very large sheet of parchment, maybe maybe a really, like, massive scroll of some point that's tacked down with a knife in each of the four corners. Hmm. A large, white, glowing figure uh, is at the far end of the table, surrounded by several other uh, what appear to be high celestial uh, sort of beings. Humans, slightly larger, many of them with the very stereotypical angel wings of, uh, you know, tradition, I guess. Yeah, what you picture in your brain when someone says, hey, that's an angel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just sort of, you know, what you would expect to be the uh, close lieutenants of a um, major more deity. Or yeah, more or less major, good aligned deity. Yeah, cool. Uh, does Jarrell recognize Valen? Jarrell, you recognized Valen from like three rooms away. <laughs> well, I mean, when he's actually in the room with Valen, uh, he yeah, will. Yeah, it looks like Valen, but. It, feels like Valen. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, Jarrell, it, it looks like he, like he tries to go to one knee and just goes to both knees and is just like almost immediately on the ground on his knees, almost crying because he's actually in the presence of his God. Like, the, like he, literally, he, the, the, oh, the, the, yeah. It, like yeah. it's been like kind of projections and stuff like that, or or she's like appeared to us, but only for a brief minute. But like this is like, I'm in her domain, pretty much. This is actually her. You will take the uh, helmet right off because she's right there, and <laughs> you don't want the feedback to yeah. pull your head up. <laughs> Definitely having a bit of a moment, a little bit inside your own head. And uh, where where did you do this dropping to your knees? Like as soon as you entered the room, or oh, yeah, made pretty much. Ways? No, pretty like, okay. pretty like he tried to step yeah. in a little bit and just couldn't, and is immediately on his knees in front of her. Yeah, definitely in the groveling position. So you don't. The rest of the party does see Lady Valen sort of walk over, although on closer inspection, her feet never actually touch the ground. They maybe if there's walking, it's like a stride. But her feet, bare feet, by the way, regardless of what appears to be a very ornate set of softly glowing armor that she is wearing. Lady Valen herself, somewhat paradoxically, maybe only stands maybe about six foot tall. You know, tall for a what for a human woman of the realm, but not overly so. You know, not oversized like Saint Cuthbert was. How tall was he? Um, <laughs> now, thanks was for asking. 11, 11 feet 13. tall? <laughs> <laughs> He's like 13 feet now. <laughs> um, Jarrell is just kind of like all, like trying to like wipe tears away. Doesn't Still doesn't look up. He says, I'm sorry it took us so long, my lady. And I'm sorry that I can't give this the sort of grant this moment the sort of gravity that it deserves, Lord Jarrell. Please, rise. Unfortunately, we're going to have to dismiss of the formalities. Now is a busy and wild time. He does He does stand up. He has wobbly legs, and it looks like he's, like, he's clearly got tear streaks on his cheeks. He doesn't yeah, like put the helmet brain, on. I was going to say, in his brain, is probably just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> just <laughs> totally fang. Literally god, literally god, literally god. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Jarrell. It was true. You did get it right. You are here. You did actually do it. You take it in for a moment, but don't take too long. We still have much work to do. Jarrell like wipes some snot away from his nose, like smiles really big, and just kind of tries to get ready for action. <laughs> Are you ugly crying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like doing that face where he's like trying to like keep yeah, it. Phil's got keep it. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. 
It's just trying to return your face to a neutral position, but like you're <laughs> bawling your fucking eyes out. So it's just that that strain that you can see that you're like muscles, you your muscles in your face don't know what to do. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, I kind of I kind of like seeing Jarrell like this. This is great. Yeah, Quinn's going to get a kick out of it, too. Lady Valen starts uh, heading back towards uh, the war table in the middle of the room. It's maybe about 20 feet from where you entered. The table itself is probably about six feet wide by about 10 feet long. Maybe at some point there were even chairs around it for some kind of planning. Those have long since been discarded. Um, the map in the center of the table appears to be at least whatever the current one is. There aren't multiple stab marks in the corners of the map, but there are definitely multiple, pardon me, multiple knife marks in the corners of the table. This one is marked up with possibly today's troop movements. Uh, it's very clear where you can see the wall extending from one end one short end of the table to the other lengthwise across with okay, various so like a, sort of like a local out. map. This is like a local yeah, right map. now. This is a local map. I see. Okay. There appear to be several large red circled blobs on one side of the wall and the other not too much marking. Mostly light blue squares drawn close to the edge. A couple of entrances also marked. Well, I mean, I guess, like, you know, we we let Jarrell, like, appreciate the moment, right? Like, like you know, Valen said, just savor it for a moment. But, like, when he kind of stands up and gets his shit together, like, Felix is... Felix is going to kind of sit there, like, eagerly be like... Uh, oh, actually, he's going to say, uh... Lady Phelan, uh, my deepest apologies for the incident that occurred uh, not too long ago when we first entered the heavens. Um, I assure you it was not of any malicious intent that that object was brought here, but it has assuredly been dealt with. You're useful to us. Stop speaking while you're ahead. Oh, boy. Just really tried to write that, you know, just was trying to salvage. Okay, just gonna shut up now. <laughs> Lady Valen, uh, I have not partaken in any misdeeds or any misconduct. I would just like to say I have been singing your praises ever since I heard all about you. Javrel has done such a good job, uh, Teaching me in Chalandria? I mean, shoot, I couldn't be a bigger fan of yours. I mean, shit. There's some who <laughs> call me entertainer. The bard who sings about our tales. Yeah. You know, Jarrell's seeking ascension. And Vecna's heart is sure to fail. To fail. That's my piece. I, uh, pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Hedrick, I don't need divine omniscience to see brown nosing when it happens in real life. <laughs> Thankfully, I have uh, divine omniscience on my side and don't need to call out every single incidence of brown nosing I see in my life. However, she just made an exception for you. <laughs> well, I just, you know, appreciate you, appreciate everything. I sing your praises. I, I, I will to my dying day. As Hedrick doubles down. And if you ever want a personal concert, you know who to call. (laughs) 
said, I knew when it was time for me to shut up. I just have, I'm going to give, I'm just going to say that. And Hedrick does his best, you know, shuffle back into the ranks, <laughs> hide amongst the rest. <laughs> so anyways, you know about the whole Jarell ascending thing. Uh, Jarell, how you feeling, buddy? Uh, this is... uh, uh, Jarrell doesn't really know what to say at this point. He's still kind of starstruck. He's, like, uh, he's stopping he, still. He, he doesn't know what, like, like it's like, it's like it's your birthday, and Grandma's finally there, and you know Grandma's going to give you the greatest present, but you can't ask for the present. You just have to wait for her to give it to you and say happy birthday. It's like that. <laughs> Wow, that's actually a fantastic. Uh, that was a good analogy. Yeah, yeah, fantastic analogy. I felt that. <laughs> I feel like that. Yeah, everybody would kind of get that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gram- Grandma's just sitting there. She's just sitting there. I know she's got something. But what yeah. if Valen is waiting for you to ask? It's very possible, uh, but he can't ask right now. Yeah, this, hey, this is going to be a very long episode. <laughs> <laughs> Is Jarrell still uh, acting all go-go-go-go-go-go-go uh, off to the side of the room? Not off to the side of the room. He's trying to make his presence like known at the table and looking at the table, but he still can't get himself to say anything. We are all staring at you. We are all staring at you. <laughs> this is your moment, and you're sitting there sobbing. and like We're just trying to fill the space <laughs> while you get your shit together, and your god is growing increasingly impatient with us while you're sitting there just processing. I understand you need to process your help, but maybe it's time to just, I don't know, just, just, just hey. Uh, like poking him. Like, hey. <laughs> hey, bud. What, what is... After what a is, couple of seconds. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, what is Valen doing? Right now, Valen, um, now that you look in our focus, Lady Valen is actually standing at the war table, her arms crossed in front of her chest, staring right at you. Okay. Or Jarrell. Glad you could join us. I just have uh, one question as her eyes sort of skim over the party. You did bring my avatar of war, right? And if you like us, we can be found on the internet. We're in such places as Facebook. Uh, search for the Hapless Heroes podcast. We're on both Twitter and the gram at Hapless Heroes. And if you were to look on Reddit at slash r slash Hapless Heroes podcast, you would find us there. Each and every single one of those has some sort of sticky or pinned post that would take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where you can meet, greet, chat, and hang out with us on a daily basis. We'd be thrilled to have you as part of our ever-growing community um, where we discuss things both D&D and non-D&D related. It would definitely be enhanced by having you as, uh, you know, part of us there. So please do come join us. If you really like us, though, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. I trust that you do have a podcast service that you have uh, sort of sell on if you have made it this deep into the show. If you've just joined... We're really glad. You might want to go back a few. Uh, You may be missing some very important context uh, cutting in right in the middle here. Don't worry. We'll be here in our Discord. By the way, we use spoiler tags, so uh, you can uh, be free to join our community uh, while catching up without having things uh, spoiled for you in advance. Also in that Discord, we do have a channel called Five Stars, where if your podcast service of choice doesn't have a way of leaving a review, you could leave one in there. When we do see that review, and trust me, we are looking for it, we will rate it on air to recognize you as the five-star human being that you are. Got another one this week. Thought we might. Got one from AngryM0023. Uh, says, I absolutely love this podcast. Everyone here has said it, but five-star banter and comedy, five-star gameplay and roleplay. I listen every day at work and working my way up the episodes makes me as a listener feel like i'm there hanging with a bunch of friends keep on keeping on thanks dude we appreciate you five star human now if you really really like us you could donate to our patreon patreon.com slash hapless heroes where we have a number of different reward tiers 
um, you know, for just a buck a month, you know, you get a shiny roll in our Discord. Maybe, you know, for about five bucks a month, you get an even shinier roll and get to join our extra special channel where uh, you get to, uh, you know, type with your pinky finger in the air. And you also get access to some outtakes, some bloopers, some of uh, Hedrick's head. You know, that's yeah. The new thing we got going on. Yeah, Hed- yeah I, I haven't. I, Hed- we still have to record some, right? But we're going to be releasing those as we do it. It's just, you know, Hedrick essentially interviewing the cast in character in his head. It's pretty fantastic. Uh, and also we have a catalog of a bunch of Hedrick songs that Phil has literally just recorded. And we've just put up there because this man just doesn't know how to stop creating content. <laughs> it's just my innermost desires for your convenience at your pleasure. So take that however you will. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. And if you like us right now, you like us. Sally Field and the whole deal. I would like you to develop some way to make a bacon onion ring. This has been like a, an idea that's been rattling around my head for a couple years. And I haven't really landed on like a good process like do you can you like cut the onion and then like wrap the bacon around the onion in the ring and then like pin like toothpick it somehow then batter it i don't know develop some process where i can eat an onion ring that also has like crispy bacon in it i don't know i want i want to see that do that if you really like us right now you like us a blooming bacon Onion. No, no, not no. bloom. No, I want it to be onion ring form. You want it like battered or breaded? Okay. And is it important to you if the bacon is one single contiguous piece along with the yeah. onion? I, I, right. I don't want bacon bits. Okay. I want I like, feel like a, I feel like it has to be a continuous. This is totally this is totally doable. I think I could do this. I think I could deep fry you, you an it. onion. Yeah, I think I think I could. If you give me and the you uh, just take two pieces right. of bacon <laughs> and overlap them, then they create the circle, and then you put the onion around that. I think we have a success story here. You could do this. Do this uh, right now, audience. <laughs> we have a food. We have the food channel on our discord if you make it put Discuss. it in there speaking of success stories i feel like this episode was one of them and we are going to put a nice neat little bow on it by outroing our cast starting from my left we have how about the smasher played by james ah oh, did we forget something to his left we have lord and captain quinn southwind played by mike Apparently, the bucket of bolts. To his left, we have Pregnart, played by Zach. Goodbye. To his left, we have Hedrick the Entertainer, played by Phil. This divine tension is palpable. To his left, we have Lord Jarrell the Light, played by John. Quinn, do you think you can ask your dad to send zero? <laughs> To his left, we have the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, played by Francesco. Yeah, so about that avatar. My name is Dave. I've been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. We will see you next week. Same place, same time. Goodbye now. Bye. 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 Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.